0: This is the Live Life Happy Podcast with Andrea Seidel, and it's episode number 36. Welcome to the Live Life Happy Podcast with Andrea Seidel. We're all about highlighting self help, positive psychology, and books on well being. We share the content and actionable advice so you can make normal life extraordinary. We are a community of lifelong learners, high achievers, and busy people. Get ready for your download so you can live life happy. I'm your host and addicted to reading, Andrea Seidel. Hey there, it's Andrea here. I hope you're doing absolutely wonderful and fantastic. And if you're actually going through some challenge right now, Uh, This episode is actually for you. You know what? Life isn't perfect. And there are going to be times where, you know what? We're confronted with challenges and we're confronted with adversity. And so the whole idea with positive psychology is to be able to really be resilient through those times and to draw on our strengths and our resources. So the book that I'm highlighting today couldn't be any better for you. It is such a fantastic book. And before I get to that, though, I want to thank you so much, the listeners, for being here and all your wonderful reviews that you've been putting on iTunes. I read them. They mean so much to me. They keep me going. They keep me reading these books and highlighting them so thank you thank you thank you. If you have not yet done a review or got onto iTunes, it's not too late. I love them and they actually help feed the show and grow the show and and they kind of tell other people, you know, what it is that you're getting out of the show. So, uh they know whether or not that they'd like to subscribe. So, it really does help on so many levels and let's keep the learning going, right? If you're brand new to this podcast, this is where we highlight self-help, positive psychology, or books on well-being in about 15 minutes or less, although, you know, usually I go over a little bit of 15 minutes. (laughs) Um, These authors and researchers and people who have written these books have put so much into their work that it's like little packages of gifts, and I love it. And what I do is I suck out all the actionable nuggets so that you can apply it instantaneously to your life. So, Hopefully you get a lot of value out of the shows. Okay, let's jump into the book this week. All right, so the book that I highlighted is called Option B, and it is about facing adversity, building resilience, and finding joy. Option B. It's by Cheryl Sandberg and Adam Grant. Uh, This is a wonderful book. Uh, It's a combination of Cheryl's stories, and she's the author from Lean In, and Adam Grant is also the author from Give and Take, the one book that I highlighted in a previous episode. And uh, it's just such a great balance between uh, story and relatability as well well as science. And there are actually concrete steps that they illustrate throughout this book that people can take in order to recover and rebound from life shattering experiences. Now, we can't just go through life and just be happy all the time. And I'll never forget the time that I got in an argument actually with my brother's wife. And, um, he actually had the nerve to say to me after like when we, after we had this heated discussion, uh, that I'm so fake and that my whole career is fake because you know, I'm not a happy person and that, uh, there's no way that, you know, um, I, that I could be happy all the time and that I'm such a fake and a fraud. And so actually I was really hurt by the things that he said, but then I realized that it's actually impossible to be happy all the time. And it's actually like that is that I'm not fake. I'm actually real because, um, you have to have times of being upset and emotion and and things that creep in and anger and frustration. That's what makes us actually human. If I were a robot, yeah, maybe I could be happy all the time, but it just doesn't happen. (laughs) So anyway, so that was a heated discussion that I had with my brother. Side story, I love him to death. He's so sweet. And you know what? These things happen. You know what? We're all human. The reality is, though, um, it is important to realize that there is polarity. And there is um, there's different emotions that we are going to experience. We are going to go through adversity in life. We can't shelter our kids from it. We can't. We're not immune to it. It's just going to happen. So option B is a great book in the fact that it really illustrates concrete ways that we can rebound better from life-shattering experiences or not so life-shattering, just challenging experiences in our life. So resilience is like a muscle that everyone can build. So you know how you build your muscle at the gym, you get stronger and stronger and you can go heavier and heavier with the weights. Uh, Resilience is the same way. It's a muscle that we can build and we can get better at resilience. And so, yes, so if someone bounces back and they're a little more resilient, then they may appear and seem like they are happier more often of the time, Um, but it's literally impossible to be so-called happy all the time. So this book is a wonderful blend of Cheryl's personal insight and Adam's eye-opening uh, research on strength and 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 in the face of adversity is it's so amazing. So hardships such as illness, job loss, sexual assault, natural disasters, divorce, and even violence—they really reveal our capacity as humans to persevere and to rediscover joy. Because joy does come back after adversity, right? There is that the pendulum's going to swing in the other direction. Okay, so the first section, they talked about breathing again. And it really, resilience, it comes from a, di- a place that's deep within us and from the support that's outside of us. So we will breathe again. So it, it comes from a place where we can be in gratitude. So when we're in gratitude and we focus on what's good in our lives and we um, kind of leave that feeling of feeling that things suck, uh, we kind of move away. And it's so funny because they did say the word suck <laughs> in the their book so lean into the suck so that's what they said they said like you know what there are going to be times lean into it uh be with it for a bit but then also focus with gratitude on you know what is the learning in this or how um how can i um take this information or take this challenge and uh come out on the other side more resilient stronger and and learn from it so the tip that they suggested within their book and i really love the way they put this is when life pulls you under, kick against the bottom and break through the surface and breathe again. So that's what this whole entire book is really all about. It's about acknowledging that adversity and challenge is going to be there. So look it straight in the face and, and deal with it, that this is something and this is a part of life. So, But the reality is, is that when you feel like you're being pushed under under the water, so to speak... Push against the bottom, break through the surface, and breathe again. It's going to be okay. You will find joy again, as challenging as some situations and um, trauma can actually be. Okay. They talked about, you know, this is all about, it's called option B because it's basically considering option B when option A is no longer available for you. So, I'm going to be very um, vulnerable here, and I didn't expect to be going through a divorce. I did not envision that for myself moving forward, and that was definitely something that was a very challenging uh, point in my life. And um, so I had to realize, you know what? Option A of being married to this person is no longer going to be an option for me. So let's look now at option B, and what can what can I what can I learn? What can I, how can I build my resilience? How can I face this adversity and find joy again in option B? (laughs) So it's kind of a nice way of looking at it. All right. So he, she talked, they both talked about kicking the elephant out of the room. And so sometimes what happens is we avoid the feelings. Um, uh, and so avoiding your feelings isn't the same as protecting your feelings. So you really do need to acknowledge that there is adverse when there is adversity. You need to acknowledge your feelings and that you can't just wish the elephant away. Like, oh my gosh, like, you know, I pretend that everything's okay when I'm going through a divorce and like, and it's challenging and I've got mother guilt and I'm worried about my kids, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it is it is not something that I could wish away. That The sadness that I felt, the stress or the anxiety around the whole thing, uh, there's a lot of emotion there. So the idea is, is that, Avoiding your feelings is not the same as protecting your feelings. You can protect your feelings, but if you're avoiding your feelings, the the, the elephant is still in the room. Those feelings are there. And so the idea is that you can't just wish the elephant away, but you have to say, I can see it. And I see and I know that they're suffering um, and I care about it and I care about you. So if someone else is suffering, um, acknowledge the elephant in the room, acknowledge the feelings, acknowledge the challenge, acknowledge the adversity, because the reality is, is that we're human. Everyone is going through a struggle at some point in their life. And the suggestion is, is that um, just kicking that elephant out of the room by allowing people to feel that they've been that, you know, basically they were saying, I see it. I see you suffering and I care about you and that that is the most essential thing that we can provide for someone that's going through adversity, but also what we need when we are going through adversity. And don't you agree with that? Like, isn't that true? Like you just, you just want someone to acknowledge, okay, yes, um, it's kind of, and they talked about that word, it sucks. Uh, I know what I can see what you're going through and it sucks and I care about you. And, you know, instead of necessarily jumping into problem solving and uh, all those things, is just acknowledging the elephant in the room. And they called it kicking the elephant out of the room. Um, so those who are grieving tend to isolate themselves. And um, they could. And the thing is, is that uh, it's really important to offer comfort and. And, um and even if it's from a distance just letting people know that you're there for them if they're going through an adversity and just for the person going through an adversity to know that there are people around if they should need them to reach out so both sides actually need to reach out so and speak with empathy speak with honesty and just um, and that's a really good place to start is what they're saying within this book so the idea is is if you yourself are going through adversity you need to reach out and let people know the feelings that you're feeling and then um, and then if you know someone going through adversity the best thing we can provide is just to say I see it I see that you're suffering and I care about you and that's that's a great place to start all right so then he talked about the platinum rule of friendship so it, it's really interesting because when we have a tendency uh, when people close to us face adversity um, we have a tendency to either pull away because we're worried about distress and or um, we try to help. So there's two things that happen, usually when someone is going through. Um, an adversity is that we try as friends, we want to offer support for our friends going through this crisis. But there's two emotional responses that we go through. One is empathy, which motivates us to help. And then one is distress, because we don't like seeing people necessarily going through distress. So we might actually make us uh, motivates us to avoid the situation. So they're saying within this book that the best rule of thumb is to check in and show up And um, they talked about that poem, The Footprints in the Sand, um, where they relate to the dream of walking on the beach with God. And that the story is telling um, the storyteller. They're observing that, you know, there's only one footprint, set of footprints in the sand. And it was during this really, really tough time in their life. And they're like, how come there's only one footprint? set of footprints in the sand, like, you know what, the time that I really needed you the most, um, you weren't there for me. And then the Lord replies, the years that you only saw those one footprints of set of footprints in the sand was when I was carrying you. And that's such a beautiful poem. It's like, you know what, the set of footprints weren't actually them, they were being carried. So so this is really important to take in because the reality is that your friends and family will help you through adversity, but your friends and family are also the people that are going to carry you through the worst days of your life. And so these footprints, you know, if, if look at your footprints, as like, you know, footprints being right behind you and your friends are there to catch you when you fall and family. So, um, recognizing just as a rule of thumb for friendship is to, uh not to avoid to be there and be supportive and reach out and um and and recognize when distress or when something is distressful that we have a tendency to avoid, but um, and then that empathy allows us and motivates us to help. So so yeah, so it's a general rule of thumb. Just be there behind the person when when they fall and just be supportive. I think that's so powerful to help help build resilience and help them find joy, uh, even when facing adversity. Okay, so in the next section in their book, they talked about self-compassion and self-confidence. So the idea is to come to grips with ourselves. So self-compassion comes from recognizing that our imperfections are part of being human. And oh my gosh, I love this idea that in positive psychology is all about being having that permission to be human. We are not perfect. And you know what? Having self-compassion is all about recognizing that our imperfections are actually part of our human experience here and those who can tap into self-compassion and self-confidence have a tendency to recover from hardship faster so really be kind to yourself and have some self compassions like you know what today is, and I've gone through a really challenging divorce I'm just going to be kind to myself and not judge myself through this and you know like things like that like having that positive self-talk and 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 just um that self-compassion Compassion, permission to be human and that um, we are not perfect and it, it is this imperfection that makes us human so the tip that they uh, suggested is turn feelings into words and and it'll help you so talking about your feelings and talking them out and having self-compassion and understanding and loving yourself through these tough times is really helpful in the process of adversity And they're suggesting to label negative emotions to help you deal with them. So make a gratitude list, too, to help build your confidence. So what it is that you're proud of, what it is that you're grateful for in your life. And this will help build confidence back into your life and help you feel more confident to move forward during these times of challenge. So also ask yourself, uh, what would you do if you weren't afraid? So just building that confidence. That's that confidence piece. And um, yeah, I love that. So gratitude list, as we know from so many of my other book highlights and in positive psychology, it's a wonderful way to increase your subjective well-being, your sense of subjective well-being. Okay, so then this part, I love how they put it. Instead of bouncing back, it's all about bouncing forward. So moving on and moving forward in your life. So challenging events and experiences, they kind of shake our belief in the world and they kind of rob us of that sense of feeling like life is controllable or predictable or meaningful so sometimes when we go through a really traumatic uh, experience in our life uh, it really shakes us to our core it really shakes our belief in the world and it, it kind of it really robs us of that feeling that we're in control or that the world is a great place and it's meaningful. So he talks, they talked about in their book post-traumatic growth. So instead of post-traumatic stress disorder, um, they called it post-traumatic growth. And really it's about personal strength is what you know, is that expression, um, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger or that idea that, um, you're vulnerable. So we're more vulnerable than we think. And that's okay. Like uh, just acknowledging that we're human. But the more uh, we recognize that, it also makes us stronger and we're stronger than we ever imagined. So the opportunity to grow from trauma or adversity in our life is really a mindset. It's a decision that you can really find that personal strength. And then they also talked about uh, post-traumatic growth rather, and how it's about finding greater meaning in your life and a a stronger sense of purpose. And it's rooted in that belief that, you know, one's existence has significance. So you're here for a reason. There's a significant reason. So how we bounce forward from adversity and challenge is to recognize and tap back into that greater sense or that strong sense of purpose and uh, feeling of significance. It really, really will help. And also, while we are grieving, it's hard to see through that pain. So it's hard to see new possibilities and look look for greater meaning, but as soon as we can do that, it'll really, really help us to bounce forward. And so the tips that they had in their book is to remember that tragedy does not rip away our present moment. So tragedy doesn't take away what we have right now, the present moment that we're in, but it will, and it might tear away some of your hope for the future. And it might, um, kind of rob you a little bit of that sense of predictability and meaning, uh, just temporarily. But remember this, their tip was to remember that tragedy, they can't rip away your present moment. So, uh, one of their suggestions was to help help others when they've been hurt um, so that the wounds aren't in vain. So basically, if you've been hurt, so you always see people who have been through a traumatic experience and then they go forward to teach other people about it and help other people uh cope with it and so that 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 wound isn't in vain and so it's a wonderful opportunity that they can they can make a difference and they can bounce forward and they can and as you can see this book is really tapping into some of the really big adversities and struggles that could possibly happen in our life like a death of a loved one or you know heaven forbid um you know anything anything traumatic or adverse and a challenge so it's really about tapping into to you know taking your joy back and and finding this wonderful opportunity of like post-traumatic growth um tapping into that strength again. So option B when option A isn't available to us. <laughs> okay, so taking back your joy is the next section within their book and um it's all about chasing pleasure. And uh so basically what we want to do is in our life is to chase pleasure but have a meaning behind it. So life focusing on others makes motivation difficult for ourselves. So the idea is is that Um, I think what they're talking about here within their book is survivor guilt, uh, is a thief of joy. And what they were saying is, is that, um, so for example, if you've lost a close person to you or a husband or something like that, um, that that feeling is survivor guilt when sometimes people feel guilty that they've survived um, it really does take away the joy. So um, the idea is, is to turn back some of that focus on pleasure for yourself and taking back your joy. It's okay to push through and seek joy. Some people are like, oh my gosh, I, I don't know if they'd want me to move on or I don't want to forget about, you know, say their mo- mother passed away. I, just, like, I don't want them to feel like I've forgotten them if I get busy in my life again. So that's, uh, so that's one thing they tapped into. So taking back your joy and, um, it's okay to push through and seek joy is what they're saying. So paying attention to the moments of joy and, uh, remember that, um, people people would want the best for you. And so he, they talked about in their book, labeling negative events, they can help you with the process. So writing about joyful experiences can also improve your mood. So focusing on the joy in your life and savoring the smallest little daily events that really bring joy to your heart. And one of the examples that they use, which I also love, is just think about that warm breeze on your face, you know, when you're going for a nice walk or when and you're standing on the beach and you know the smell of salt water. Oh my gosh, take me to a beach right now. There's snow outside. I don't know about you, but oh, it's cold here. All right, so seek peace. Peace is the joy. Oh, I love this one. They said, Peace is joy at rest. Oh my gosh! Isn't that beautiful? So when we find peace, it really is joy at rest. I love that, and it's so true, right? Just think about that final yoga meditation, uh, shavasana, and just think about that peaceful feeling. It's so joyful, and also playing music and just you know turn turn to exercise, and that allow you to get into that nice flow. And so taking back your joy is one of the really essential tools to help us to be resilient through uh, after challenge through adversity. Um, so joy is something that everybody deserves. So joy allows us to go on living and to go on loving. And joy can be found in the moments that we seize and moments that we create. So, so we can create more joyful moments and we can create joy in our life again. We can finally get there. And yes, I can honestly say I have many, many joyful moments now. Now that I'm no longer married to my (laughs) ex-husband, some challenging moments though, too, because I still have to deal with them because I have two wonderful kids from that. (laughs) All right. So. Then, oh, ironically, segue the next section within his book, their book was raising resilient kids, and so um, they talked about we owe all children to feel safe, to feel supported, to feel and notice opportunity, and to help them find a way forward. So, especially during challenging and traumatic situations, so it's up to um, you know the people around children to really support them to make them feel. safe, safe to help them see opportunity to help them so that they can find a way forward when they've gone through adversity or a challenge they need that support they may not know how to do that yet they haven't been taught so it's really essential to help build and raise resilient children and kids by teaching them these wonderful strategies and to look for opportunity and to feel safe and to feel supported so that they can they can positively move forward especially in traumatic or tragic situations so we can start by helping children um, develop four core beliefs they talked about And these are really interesting. Number one, they talked about they have um, some control over their lives. So making children feel like they have some degree of control over their lives, like they have choices, and that autonomy makes them feel more confident, makes them feel safe and supported, and allows them to see opportunity. They also talked number two that they can learn from failure. Really essential to raising resilient children is to teach them that um, you know what is the learning here. So instead of I'm a failure, is well, what is the learning here in this failure Um, and so fail forward right and then so that helps them to feel confident and safe and then the third one they talked about they matter as human beings so always acknowledging them as humans to make them feel supported and then number four was they have real strengths to rely on and share Uh, building resilient so helping kids raising resilient kids is all about helping them tap into their real strengths and uh, that they can share these strengths and that they can draw on their strength through challenging situations is a wonderful way to raise resilient children. They were saying this in their book. Um, and also beliefs can fuel action and become self-fulfilling prophecy. So, um, if you believe that you can learn from failure, but what that does, just think about what that does in a, in a child's brain, or even in an adult's brain. If we believe we can learn from failure, it really helps to, um, makes us less defensive and more open to possibilities and opportunities and also if you believe that you matter then you spend more time helping people and spend more time being around people and having good connections and if you believe you have strength then you start seeing opportunities and using them everywhere so powerful especially needed through times of challenge Um, So we find humanity. So when we connect with other people and we feel this love in our life and this connection to others, then we're really joining in as a community. We feel stronger and more resilient. And that's really what we need, especially in times where option A isn't an option and we need to move into option B. And then we need that support during the times where we're facing adversity so we can build that resilience and find joy. Okay. Uh, that is about it he also talked they both they both also talked about a little bit about humor makes us more resilient and how humor can trump sadness so you know watching uh, comedy shows or being around people that make you laugh and so to build resilience in loving relationships is really important and uh, that we we need to pay attention to our everyday interactions that we have with people and with our partners um, because it's really important uh, in order to have careful Connections because these are contributors to positive, loving relationships, and it's essential for us to really feel resilient and to build up a wonderful support system around us in order for relationships to last. So that This book is so great. It it really covers how resilience comes from a really deep place within us, but also from the support outside of ourselves. We need it from other people as well. And it's important for us to be able to kind of rely on them and have them have our back during times of adversity. Whoa, I say that fast five times. Uh, Even after the most devastating events, it is possible to grow by finding deeper meaning and gaining a really bigger appreciation for our lives and it is possible to find that joy again right and this book really teaches us that when option a is not available that we have and we can make the most of option b wow i hope that you got a lot out of that book i know i did and yes i mean we've all been through some uh challenging Events and we will conf- we will be confronted with adversity, and this is a wonderful reminder just about how we can tap into um, our resources and our strengths, and also help support our children and support the first people that we love, and take back our joy and have that self compassion and that that self confidence, and not to be too hard on yourselves, and to reach out to others when we need it, and uh, acknowledge those feelings, take that elephant out of the room. We will breathe again. We will find joy again. I love the feeling in this book. And yes, it is a wonderful support. Oftentimes, positive psychology gets a wrap um, kind of about, you know, being positive. You you ignore all the bad things or you don't, you're, you're oblivious to negative things and challenges. But the reality is, no, it's all about being, positive psychology is all about being resilient and human flourishing and having the drawing on your strength and your resources and intentional behaviors to help build up that um, support system and build up that strength in order to positively bounce back or bounce forward, as they put it in this book, from challenging situations. So it's not ignoring challenge. It's actually knowing very well that it's there, but then it's also using... Our resources to bounce back from it. So it's not ignoring that. So I hope that's so helpful for you. Thank you so much for listening. Everybody have a beautiful, wonderful day. I hope you really, really enjoyed that book. I know I did. Okay. It's book giveaway time. Yay. Now I read so many books. I have so many books. My bookshelf is bursting at the seams and I'm really embarrassed about it. Actually. Uh, I would love to give away some of my books, which I do every single month. So what I would love you to do is take a screen, screenshot of this episode or any of the episodes podcast episodes that I've um, that I've put out take a screenshot of it post it and kind of give a little share about you know what you're listening to and why and um, then tag me in it so on Instagram it's live life happy underscore as and Oh, that would be wonderful. And then that way, you'll enter yourself into a draw. And I will do a draw. I'm going to give away. I mail these to your house. All these books, some of the books that I've highlighted, some I haven't even highlighted. I'm just emptying out my bookshelves. I love being able to clear out, out with some, we come in with more. And as you know, I have a reading addiction. So yes, there tends to be a lot of books on that bookshelf. Okay. So do that for me. It would be wonderful. It'll share wonderful knowledge with lots of other people and help grow the show. And I thank you so much and good luck to you. If you like this podcast that's like personal training for your mind, you've got to come over to my website at andreaseydell.com where I take all these books, I highlight, coach, and summarize the content in my unconventional book and coaching club. Let's face it, no one is sunshine and butterflies all the time, but we can make happiness a lifestyle. So I want to invite you to sign up at my website for my freebies and giveaways so that you can start each week positively. Finally, don't forget to subscribe on whatever platform you listen to, download and write a review because it really help grow the show.